Hello. <laughs> 6 to 12 inches is ideal. Um, all right, finally, after two years, I think the problem was is that my first pals... Wait, is this pals? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and my, my first episode was with Cisco. And you were like, no more dancers. Well, I, I couldn't just like interview all of you in a row, right? You know, that would just feel... That's a little boring. Yeah, because a lot of you are going to say similar things. It's true. You know, uh, but my oldest... Dan I think you're my oldest dance friend. Am I? Yeah, that's really You've sweet. You've never met another, you never had another dance friend before me? Well, not like fancy dancer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Iran here is, is, we've known each other since 2007 when I took her picture in my original 365 portrait series, which is why I, like an entire tree of branch of my friend tree is because of you. So Isn't thank that you for wild? that. Do you ever think sometimes about the people you meet and how you know certain people and stuff? Uh, Joe and Hannah, uh, you know, are out in San Francisco now, and they ended up at the beach with Ali and Nguyen and their kids recently the other day. And they were texting us pictures, and they were just, they said, you know, we were just thinking about you and Heather and, like, how you bring people together, <laughs> said, which I just thought was really sweet. So, yeah. I do. I've thought a lot about how... Like every like if there are people that are important to me now that if you would like snapshotted the point in my life when I met them. Yeah. Would I have guessed that they were would be the important people in 15 or 20 years, yeah. you know, and almost exclusively. No. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, down to Evan, my husband, yeah. like. Yeah. And you meet him in a dorm. Who would, who would have thought you'd be married to him? And like he was roommates with this guy, Leonard, that is still one of our closest friends. Yeah. Um. You know, I have a friend. Have you ever met my friend Gerard? Yeah. Um, he, we like met at like a summer camp and it was like. You guys have known each other since you were kids? I was like 19 when really? I met Gerard. Yeah. And he was, he's a few years older than me. And, you know, it was um, in Montreal and um, I didn't speak French and everybody spoke French and I was so lonely. I would like cry on the phone with Evan every night. And I, oh, I think I overheard Gerard speaking English. Or something, and I just sort of like wasn't like smiled and said hi to him because normally, and I didn't realize like I'd been to places before, but I didn't know anybody. And I didn't realize how I don't know. It's stupid, right? Like how important language is, like sure. to be able to like. And they, it wasn't. It was also like mostly kids that were there all year, so it's not like a nor. Lots of times when you go to a summer camp, it's like nobody knows anybody, so everybody's trying to find friends to mm -hmm. hang out with for the few weeks that you're there. But they didn't really need me. <laughs> You know what I mean? And Ger Gerard was also there um, just for the summer. And he just, like, I think he could tell that I was, like, sad and lonely. And and he was so lovely to me that summer. And he's just, like, I mean, one of them, like, I don't see him as often as I'd like or talk to him as often as I'd like. But he's still there. And if you do see him, you fall right back in. Uh, yeah. I mean, he would be, like, somebody that I know would just, like. If yeah. I was in a crisis or something, you know, like yeah, he would there. come. Yeah, it is. It, it is funny. I always think about the people you were best friends with at a certain point who you don't talk to anymore. And the people who are just sort of like some ancillary person in your life who you're still friends with years later. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you are now the senior dancer in the company. How does that feel? It's very strange. Because when I met you, you were baby bug. You were like. <laughs> Was I like brand brand newish? I might have been the like least senior woman for sure. Yeah, probably. you were you were like the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, maybe Laura was there, but and you slowly just your way up. Yeah, that's is, how it is, goes, I guess. Is that a weird that that? I mean, obviously you have to be good and you have to continue being good all the time, but like there is an attrition element of of dance companies. Yeah. yeah. Like it could be that in five years you were the senior person just because everyone leaves. Well, right? and that's sort of like the people who are the young, like the young quote quote or new quote sure. quote people that we have now, right? Like since we lost seven know. or eight of you in yeah. the last two years. Yeah. So there's people there, like you know, I became the senior woman and senior person after 15 years. Yeah. And um, I think Lee and Alex got hired three years ago. Are and they the senior people now? No, Puzo's more senior. Oh, Puzo's right. But yeah. um, you know, Lee's the second most senior man, and he's been he's he was in Taylor too for a yeah, while. Yeah, that's but crazy. Yeah, 
It is, uh, got it. And so you are basically spending a lot of time, you're, you're doing your classes and stuff, because right now this is still quarantine for those of everybody who's, who's listening who might listen to this some other time. Where's this late July 2020? Does it still count as quarantine? What is it? I don't, we're in phase <laughs> four, right? So, but we're still wearing masks and you and I yeah. are seven feet away from each other. Yeah. And like- Outside. Outside, yeah. I mean, we are- I don't know, right? Because it still feels a little bit like shelter in place. You're not. I mean, I kind of, I kind of have like resisted the the word quarantine this whole time, even though I've used it. What do you prefer? I don't know. It just doesn't feel accurate to me. Because we're not actually quarantined. I think like if we were in sick and like oh, trying not to spread it, then shelter maybe, in place. Yeah, that's, we're that's shelter in place or like on pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit, yeah. So you're taking classes, you're teaching some classes. Mm -hmm. uh, but is this fun? Because, like, I want to talk to you about your dance some. But really, I want to talk to you about your crazy sewing obsession you've had over the last few years. Because <laughs> that's, that's a totally new thing for you. Yeah. How did that start? Well, you know, you know my mom's a big sewer. I didn't, I don't think I knew that. You didn't? Okay, no. You know the quilt, I mean... I was like, there might be one right there, but there's not. Um, you know the quilt hanging on the wall? Yeah. In the downstairs? Oh, your mother made that. My mom made that. My mom's mostly a quilter, but she made her own clothes when she was younger. So when you were younger, there was always a sewing machine always in the a house. sewing machine, yeah. Did she make clothes for you too? She did. She always made her Halloween costumes. Um, she, al she always got us, me and my sister are very petite. Yeah. Um, and she always got us like prom dresses made she didn't make them because she was like i'm not good enough but she always had connections in like the sewing world yeah. she was mostly a stay-at-home mom when we were really little um and at some point she started working at like this there's a gorgeous um store called the sewing studio where we grew up which now that i'm sewing i realize what a treasure yeah. of a store it was she worked there sort of part-time for a long time i mean the joke was like you know she was working there in order to spend all her money on fabric and stuff yeah. from there it was a joke because it was true yeah <laughs> yeah um so she always knew like excellent seamstresses yeah. that would come in and buy stuff and so she we i still have prom dresses that you know, we got made. But um, when you were younger, sewing wasn't cool when you were a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the way that it is now. Yeah, like, yeah I feel like, like it was still back. like my mom would make stuff and we'd kind of be like, Ugh. like if yeah. it was like street clothes, it felt like more nerdy than cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that the world, the zeitgeist has changed in the last 10, We always had quilts years. though. Like I love, my mom made quilts for us and for our family. And like, you know, when my... There was a, my mom's brother um, had AIDS and moved into our house when he was sort of near the end of his life. And we added on to the house to sort of accommodate him. And yeah. we got to like redecorate our rooms and we like, we got brand new rooms that we got to like decorate from scratch. And she made us quilts that matched, you know, our yeah, new yeah, rooms yeah, yeah. and stuff. And um, so the quilts, we always weren't, were not uncool, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I knew, you know, I knew how to use the machine. Like she would be. We took sewing lessons when we were really little from, like, as a summer camp. So, like, beyond home and I hated, classes. I hated hand sewing my point shoe ribbons. Oh, okay. Um, and my mom had a foot on her, you know, the sewing machines have a feet, feet, yeah, yeah. Um, different feet for different purposes. And there was a foot that was, like, a little bit, like, non-directional. I think you, like, you know, a machine, a sewing machine kind of drags the fabric in a yeah. straight line. You could do something with this foot where you like took the, they're called feed dogs, the feed dogs away. And it had this foot. And I would just like, like I'd <laughs> move the point shoe just... all over. Like I wasn't, I didn't make it pretty. I just wanted to attach that ribbon to that point shoe yeah. and be done with it. And um, that was like the most I ever really used the machine. Like yeah. I didn't really. Like I remember as a kid just being in, home ec class you know it's like you do the teaching I, I took a home ec class too. yeah you do the you do the cooking section and then you go and do some sort of sewing section and you like sew on paper and stuff like straight yeah lines or on paper. we ended up making you know you make pillows and you make uh you make uh, uh uh i think i made a stuffed animal at one point like got a pattern you know what i mean and i just mm -hmm. had to sew it all together um but but you know it's like oh you thread up top and the bobbin underneath and getting it all threaded through and and but it all felt so uninteresting to me at the time. I think I'd find it much more interesting now than I did then. But, yeah. I, but again, it was it was the 80s. It was uncool. 
Well, uh, and you know, so basically what happened was, I think, I don't know what possessed my mother. Okay. <laughs> but it was my 35th birthday. I don't think she even asked Evan. Like, she just decided, she was like, you own a home now. <laughs> you have to have a sewing machine. Oh, that's where it came from. She sent me a sewing machine for my birthday. She didn't ask or tell us, like I said. So this giant box shows up in our house, and it's a gorgeous sewing machine. She still has, um, like, a connection to this store and, like, is very good friends with the people who own it, and I think she got a very good deal. But it's probably, like, a, I don't know, at least a $1,000 sewing machine. Like That's the a, one you have downstairs. Yeah, it's a beautiful machine. And, um, like, it shows up. And, I, and she sent it, like, early even for my birthday, I think, because I was touring a lot that fall, and she wanted me to be able to, like, play with it before I went on tour. Yeah. And I was sort of like, oh, God, what am I going to do with this thing? Yeah, now like, we have this big, giant thing that's going to take up half a room, yeah. Well, and I was like, I'm going to, like, if I just put it in the closet, I felt like she would be upset. <laughs> sure, yeah. And you just, um, and you would never pull it, like, it has to be out to be noticed to be used. And I was like, I have to learn, um, and... My very good high school friend, Ryan, was living with us at the time. Okay, yeah. And um, so he was in our, like, guest room. So that kind of made it even extra complicated, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't even remember. I think I didn't even realize my sister had been garment sewing for, like, two or three years, like, quietly. My sister is quiet about her accomplishments. Yeah. <laughs> she was... She had turned into, like, an amazing seamstress. And I think maybe, you know, I was like, my mom, mom sent me this sewing machine, and she was like, follow these people on Instagram. So it turns out there's, like, this whole, there's, like, a whole, like, sub-community on Instagram of home sewers. I'm not surprised. Of course. But there's a bunch of, like, these, like, little indie patterns. So, you know, we I grew up with, like, McCall's and... Sure. All those big, there's like the big four pattern company, Simplicity, Vogue. Um, and we used to go to the fabric store and like, you know, you'd flip through and look at the pictures on the envelopes. And I've never been good at like looking at that picture and like imagining. Realizing the real thing in your head. Well, and like imagining like what would it look like with a fabric that I like? Like what would it look like style? Oh, interesting. How, so like using the pattern but changing up the details. Totally. And. The, so the, the really cool thing about, A, these indie pattern companies are like, you know, a woman-owned, one woman-owned business kind of thing. And they're, you know, like really tapped into trends, I feel like, in the fashion world. And so they're making these patterns that, um, you know, are, there's something fun, like almost still vintage about the big four patterns that yeah. you can buy. And they, you can... You can buy them on a PDF and print them out at home. So it's like instant gratification. Yep. Um, and it's like, it, I want this dress. I can start making it an hour from now. Like yeah, like, and finding, like, going to the garment district here and, like, ruffling through patterns felt, like, really overwhelming. But this was really accessible. And all of these patterns that these indie patterns make, makers make, they have, like, hashtags. And you can, like, scroll through the hashtag, and you see it in all different colors and on all different bodies. Oh, I see. So you can you can see what other people did with that pattern. And it helps me so much. Like, that's just not, like, the creative thing. My sister is amazing at this. Like, she and I walked around to a fabric store early in when I was sort of learning to sew. And she's like, I was like, I kind of, and I, like, I look at this fabric, and I'm like, well, what can this be? I don't know. You know, yeah. and, like... She, she like touches it and she's like, I know. And she pulls out her phone. And she's like, make this. And she's right. Like every time she's so brilliant. My sister yeah. at this. So I don't remember exactly. I think I like looked through and there was like, and then it was like overwhelmed. I like how many of the things I was like, oh my God, I totally want to make that. And, um, my sister had already sort of like had a database of patterns. So, she, and there's a bunch of free ones that you can I was going to say, there must be some sort of like open source element to all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like. And knockoffs of famous things and all that kind of stuff. There's got to be a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, I try, I try to, to buy the patterns and like you know all of that from because I think the people who are coming up with them. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, but it was nice. It was nice because like right away, like to get to get like a free pattern and like even like assembling a pattern and reading the instructions, like it's like a puzzle. Like and it, sure. and it's like a three dimensional puzzle. Sure. It's such an interesting and it was I just you know, it's weird like how much I just fell in love. Now when with you're it. when you're it's so satisfying. When you're printing it out and you're doing an eight by ten paper or you know, letter size paper, 
obviously some of these patterns are bigger than a sheet of paper. So is it sort of like printed out on nine pieces and you lay overlay them and you tape them together? Yeah, you have to do that. But I, I'm, um, I don't like that process. My wor the worst part I, of the process for me is cutting out the pattern and the fabric. Yeah. Like if if somebody if I could pay someone else to like cut the fabric out and just give me the pieces, that would be like a dream. I'm sure there are people who do that. I'm sure there are too. I'm sure that's like a, like. Evan doesn't like doing that kind of thing. That seems like the kind of thing would be right up his it's alley. It's funny though because it's also kind of like, though I don't like that part. Like it is a huge part of the process, and like you have to it help. Like you're thinking and planning, and like yeah. the sewing is possible because of all of that prep work. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would. And the the more correct, the more well you do that, the yeah. better everything is going to come out. And I do and think you have to know what you're doing. Together. Yeah. Like to do that and, step, like you'd have to learn, but um. There's a print shop actually on Fourth Avenue. That'll do you know do about this place? It's printing? called Flash Blue Printing. Okay. They're amazing. So cheap, so fast. I just emailed them. And so a lot of these pattern home pattern companies, they do these big A AO files or something yep. like that. And um, A zero. Yeah. So I just um It's the size of the paper. Yeah. Yeah. I just go pick it up from there and that's much easier. Oh, interesting. How much do they charge? So cheap, like under ten dollars. They do it for like like a blueprint kind of thing, or like they're yeah, just... they print everything. I think they even print. They print like you know all those signs on construction sites. Yeah, in yeah, New York yeah. City? I think they print those. I think they print banners. Interesting. It's like a shady. All right, so that makes your life wall. easier. Oh my god, it's so much, so and nice. I'd imagine that when you start getting a certain amount of experience, that um, when you see a new pattern and you start cutting out the pieces, you go. You know, I'm going to need a little bit more width on this piece. I know that later on, I'd be happy if I had a little more space here. I think there are, I'm not very good at this yet. There's actually a woman um, on Instagram and um, she lives in Brooklyn. Um, I met her once in real life and. And I totally fangirled. I am so fangirling. <laughs> I love her. Um, and she is, she's super active on Instagram and she I think her actual job is like she's a technical pattern designer for a ready to wear company oh, okay. but she's also a home sewer okay um and she's so like there's so much math in sewing it's crazy sure. how much math is in sewing and she like is so cool like she shows like on her Instagram stories like what she's working on and she always starts by like sort of checking the pattern and like you can do things like walking the seams and you can measure and she is always like putting her hand in like the part of the pattern that is like the sleeve cap and she's like this isn't gonna fit like she can tell like yeah. I think once you're really excellent especially sure. if you're making it for yourself and you I mean know it comes that... with measurements like so yeah. you measure yourself and sure there's all kinds of like standard adjustments that you can make. And that's the the beauty of sewing your own clothes is that you can basically tailor them to yourself if you're really good at it. Yeah. I mean, joking, no joking aside, and I'm not saying this whatever, but like you can literally wear a burlap bag and look good in it. But I'd look better in a tailored burlap well, that, bag. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. But like you have a body that's very easy to fit stuff on, quote unquote. Or is it like I don't think that I think you don't think that's true? Like ratio wise and that kind of stuff is that the like? No, I don't think so. I mean, they're like, ooh, that was dramatic. I don't know if that car we'll squeal makes it onto them. Oh, it's yeah. We'll see how much. A lot of the audio will end up here. We're recording outside. You get all kinds of things like people on motorcycles driving by. You were saying? No, I think that um, I mean, the like, nobody is easier or harder than anybody. Like, I think somebody's more easily fit into off the rack clothing. Yeah. Um, but once you're sewing, like it's just about measurements. And so I think there's a lot of people who have um, in the sewing community who came there because they had trouble finding clothes to buy. Um, oh, is that co a common them. thing? Yeah. And then, and then, but then it's, you know, then it's like, you think, well, if I'm sewing it, it should be perfect. And I think people still sometimes struggle and say, well, like, I can't just cut like a straight, you know, because there's sizes and sure. patterns, too. But like, never has there been a pattern where like a size two is exactly my bust, exactly my waist, exactly my hips. Yeah. Like in my bust, I'm like a size six. And in my waist, I'm like a on this particular, sure. pattern, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, and like. I think sometimes once you get to know different pattern designers, like so the. 
it's called a block. I, I still don't know a ton about this, but like basically, like what, like there's a pattern designer um, called True Bias is the name of the company. It's a woman, and like she will base all of her patterns off of this block. So there's like a ratio, and like her, if her, I discover that her patterns seem to work well for me, yeah. you know what I mean? Like then it doesn't like a size two in her patterns won't quite be the same as a size two in someone else's patterns because sure. their block might be a little bit different. Yeah, it's like the last of the th that they use to build a shoe. It's like it's like yeah. the, the the base the basic that they're doing. Hold on one second. I just want to see what they're building. What are they doing? I don't know. Phil's climbing on the couches, leaning over the <laughs> railing on the roof. I'm just gonna narrate. Oh really? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a jack like it's a they showed up and thing. um towed a car the other day it was pretty dramatic some big truck showed up and got oh, a really car. yeah the uh but you know i it's it's funny because i always have a hard time finding clothes that fit me really well i mean here's a secret everyone does <laughs> is that really true mm -hmm. okay because like i never things don't fit me because i have my weird superhero calves and like like pants it's hard to find and and uh I don't have a gut really, but I have broad shoulders. So if you buy stuff that's big enough for my shoulders, it fits like a tent on me. You know what I mean? Because yep. a lot of American men's shirts are built for guys who have like beer bellies and whatever it is. And I don't have that. And so it's, you know, there's there's all that kind of stuff. A few uh, years ago, I went when I got my suit made for the wedding. I went to uh, a place and had the suit, you know, tailored. I had a suit made and then I had it cleaned up at a, at a tailor. And um, anyway, this the suit was fine, but I thought, oh man, this place is good. And Heather, a couple years ago, bought a Bowdoin sort of coat, long coat, out, outer coat for me. And it was, you know, a $700 coat, but it was on sale for like 200 bucks, right? Like mm -hmm. it was like, they were just trying to get rid of them at the end of the season. So Heather bought it and it didn't really fit me perfectly, but I went and spent 120 bucks getting it tailored and now it fits me like a glove. It yeah. looks like it was made for me for $300 for an outer coat is a pretty good price for a nice wool outer, outer yeah. coat. Um, but it, but I, I interviewed a guy named Eric Gaskins for for Pals, who's a, who used to be, was a fashion designer, had his own house for years. And he's basically just like, look, you need, if you want stuff to fit you, you need to basically go get it tailored. Yep. Unless you're the very odd person that's exactly the size that things fit. Um, but home sewing is like a whole other level of that where you're sort of building it just for yourself. Yeah, you can't, you really can. Like I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah, it's like that. And it's like the possibilities are completely endless. And it's like, I'm just sort of starting to feel ballsy enough to like more advanced things well not it's not even advanced it's just like to imagine the possibilities like you can change anything yeah, you know yeah. like and if you know what you're doing it's gonna work like there's this dress i've made several of for myself and i've made a bunch for my friends we've deemed it the dress that looks good on anyone <laughs> it's called the pharaoh dress you've probably seen me wearing one it's like two tones normal i mean you could do it all in one but i love i love patterns that give you the opportunity to like color split, split the fabric yeah um has these fantastic pockets um, and it's not very fitted, um, but the pattern sort of has like this tight um, little scoop neck and it kind of comes out wide. And like, I don't think that's very flattering. You know, I've got pretty muscular arms and yeah. I think they look kind of funny, but like, I think I look great and like sort of like a racer back, like sort of show off how muscular my shoulders are. Yeah. So. I finally was like, oh yeah, I can change this. And yeah. like, and like a V neck, I think looks better on me because I'm really petite and yeah. um, makes you look longer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Makes, I feel like, yeah, it makes me look. Yeah, when I, I we're gonna like have you little, make one for I Heather, like see how it girl. looks. Oh, she would look great, and it. it looks good on everyone. It's the best dress. It's <laughs> when you started out though. What what is what is like the first thing that people do when they so, become home sewers? I mean, lots of people do like a pillow. I mean, yeah. that would be the smart thing to do. Of course, I was like, I'm going to make a shirt. And I like went to Ikea Shirts and I bought like... Shirts are complicated, no? It even had a zipper. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> and I bought like upholstery fabric at like Ikea. I mean, I really didn't know. I just bought like, it was cheap. I, w I kind of wanted to be like, I want this to be, I could throw it away without being upset yep. about it. Um, 
and my friend Ryan was living with us and he he was funny because he was like my assistant we would just be hanging out on the weekend I had it all over the kitchen table and he and I were like we did because I didn't know what I was doing I was like how many pieces go into a shirt I mean, this one had way too many. Like, you could, I found a much, like, simpler pattern, which was, like, the second or third thing I made that was, like, just, like, a boxy, flowy T-shirt. It's, like, two pieces. But, I mean, even a T-shirt, though, it's, like, you know, you got the front, the back, then you've got the collar. Yeah. Like, um, I'm always, I guess, giving me a much greater appreciation for sure clothes that we buy in stores. Yep. Somebody is being abused for the prices that we're paying for them. Yeah, for $9 for a t-shirt or whatever it is, there's no possible way that cotton can be grown, can be made into material, can be sent to Bangladesh or Vietnam or wherever to get the shirt made, to get shipped all the way over here, and people are making profit all along the way. There is, yeah. Like, making clothes is so complicated. But then the flip side is that, you know, you go to, like, a high-end store and they want $280 for a black t-shirt, and you're just like, that's insane. No, that's not enough money. Really? Yes. So what if sh- you want a really well-made garment, it's expensive. Yeah. If you want high-quality fa- fabric and high-quality construction. Do you think that's a privileged thing, though? Or should we I all I mean, be- it's crazy, right? Because the, it is it is an interesting thing. Because, like, when we were kids, or e- probably even a little bit further back when our parents were young, yeah. like, you home sewed to save money. Yep. Um... Because you could make, because clothes were expensive. Yep. And really nice clothes were expensive. Now clothes are so cheap. Like, I think it has switched that, like, home sewing is a thing that somebody with privilege can do because it's time consuming. And the material, like, you can buy cheap materials, but, like, it's so much nicer to have nice materials. Fabric is expensive. Yeah. Like, really nice fabric is expensive. Yeah. And then the time, the hours that you put into creating the garment and the sewing machine and all the notions, um, like, it's not money-saving for the no, most sure. of the time. Um, and it's very time-consuming. So I think it's, like, weird, like, now, like, you know, back then, maybe your time wasn't worth as much, you know, now. Yeah. But now... I think only people who have the luxury of time can home sew. And in being in New York, the fabric opportunities and options are endless. I mean, the really cool thing that I've found in New York is this thing called Fab Scrap. Okay. It's a not-for-profit. They save fabric from the landfills. So all the fashion houses and stuff like that. like Just dump tons of stuff. They throw fabric away. Um and um, I think there's a lot of them are like required to recycle now, but it actually costs money to recycle. So I don't know. Sure. I don't know all the inner workings, but it's called Fab Scrap. They basically salvage fabric and you know other materials, um, and they and I mean I've volu- I've volunteered there before because you can volunteer and then get free fabric, okay. and you know it's everything from like bolts and bolts of fabric to like. T- like little tiny things like you know every fashion house like they make these little swatch books every year yeah and like each all of those fibers can be recycled um but they have to be sorted and some of them turn into like you know insulation wrap them around buttons or you know what i mean yeah you do all um, kinds of things too so they they um they recycle the pieces that are like too small to be used for anything other than like insulation and they, yeah. they get shredded in a machine and stuff um but they sell um, the bigger pieces. And there's some b- pieces that are like, you know, you only get what you get. And it's like a treasure hunt, and it's so fun. And they, so they have a warehouse in the Brooklyn Army Terminal. And then they just recently opened, like, a retail space that's a little more, tiny bit more expensive, but a little more organized. And So if you go down there, well. you might find a, I don't know, 24 by 36-inch, like, thing of fabric that is like some really cool pattern that you would never be able to find again and you just find no more of it too like i've i think i have a piece of like um 100 italian cashmere yeah um that i got for like nothing so what are you gonna do with it that to me i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do with that um i you i could imagine that becoming a like borderline hoarder kind of stuff going on with fabric now it was it happened so fast. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I was like, nothing enters this house that doesn't have an exit plan. Yep. Um, but um, 
I go it's open like, any one of the closets in here. They just I could deluge. It's one but. closet only. I think. <laughs> in the extra bedroom. In the extra bedroom, but that closet like used to. I don't know what used to be in there. Now it is like only fabric. Um. And my mom sends me some now all the sure, time. Yeah. But um, you know, I mean, I've been making masks since this thing started, and I haven't bought a single thing to make them. Right, like, those I, are all just. Yeah, I had everything here, which is. It's nice because like it helps. The hoarding aspect. <laughs> Yeah, is like for me, like I'm not like I said, I'm not super good at being like this is the thing and this fabric's going to go with like so I like like for me, it's like a hobby, you know, like sure. it's like um, so did people take uh, did most of the masks you put down at the front door? I noticed they're all gone right now. Yeah, they're yeah. Did people was it did you notice actual like delivery people and stuff taking them? I've never seen anybody take them. But they would disappear slowly. They would slowly. just disappear, yeah. Um, Anna once talked somebody into taking them, I think. I was like, yeah, you can take it. Take it. Like, That's so um, funny. Yeah. I, so can you talk to me about, well, two things. One, thread. Mm-hmm. Like quality and weight and all that kind of stuff. Is that all just stuff you have to think about? Or is mm-hmm. modern thread really good and you don't have to think about it as much? There's really shitty thread and there's really amazing thread. And amazing thread costs a lot of money. That's more money, I think, yeah. But worth it if you're, like, going to make stuff for yourself, so. just spend the extra 50% yeah, on Yeah, I don't know. I kind of am two minds. My mom actually um, use, sews a lot. She's mostly a quilter. Um, and so serger thread, you know, a serger is the, like, like the inside of your T-shirt, like, yep. the, with all the loopy, loopy loops. Yep. Um, um, serger thread, I think, tends to be of lower quality and a little more brittle. Okay. But I think it's because there's so many, like, the way that the serger sews is strong. Yep. Um, so you don't need the thread to be, and it goes, and it goes through a lot of thread. So yeah. you don't need the thread to be as of high quality. And it comes on these big cones, kind yep. of. Yep. Um, so my mom has, all my life, she's sewn a lot with serger thread, um, which is nice just because, like, you right like those little tiny thread spools you actually run out of them pretty quick yeah. and like nothing is worse than like running out of thread in like the middle of a seam it's like the sewing equivalent of ink cartridges totally Ugh. <laughs> the worst is when you run out of your bobbin because sometimes you don't notice and you get all the way done and you thought you'd like sewed a thing and then you yeah. like and you'd pulled out all the pins that you put in and then it's not even together, together. at the end oh. <laughs> Because the way it's funny, because like the way that if you and I had a thread and a needle, like the way you sew, if you're just sewing with a single thread and needle, like hand by hand, is completely different than the way sewing machines work. Yep. Sewing machines are not looping around and doing that kind of stuff. It's like it goes in, it weaves underneath, it comes back up. It like it's it's this whole big process. It's wild, yeah. And your machine is one of those ones with like thirty different stitches yep. that it can do. Mm-hmm. So lower end machines have less stitches they can do. Or they do so. them less well. I don't. I don't know anything about it. I mean, old like mechanical machines that there's some that don't even do a zigzag, but like they are beasts and like they they're so smooth. Like yeah. I've sewn on. There's an old machine at Paul Taylor that I've sewn on that like it's so smooth. Yeah. And I think it does like a zigzag and like um, maybe a few other. It's not doesn't do just straight stitching, yeah. but it doesn't do much. Like mine no does, like, mine does at, like embroidery. It's like right. crazy. But like you, you know, no one is looking at the costumes of Taylor from six inches away. So it's like it's all about durability and and you know just you know what I mean. Yeah, there's not that much difference, really. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. But have you learned anything from those guys from going in in the back shop and talking to the? Oh costume my gosh, people? yes, Clarion has helped me so much. Um, and she. She's so patient. I kind of, like I'm like, wait a second. And like now that I know more, like I know how to ask her questions. Sure. And, um, yeah, she's been really very generous. With I, was, me. I was this morning. I I photographed those ballet girls, and then I met up with this other guy who uh, was a sound guy on Broadway, and was talking to him. And you know, I have a sound background, so talking to him, I was like, dude, like you can you can talk techie. I'll I'll follow. You know what I mean? Like like. Like, how do you deal with this? And like, you know, he was telling me all this. I was like, it's so much fun when you have the lingo and you you know what to ask and you know, you know what I mean? You don't have to simplify it for me. Like, give it to me straight, you yeah. know? Uh, no, and like she, it's interesting because like her, her, she's come to it from such a different, like in some ways I introduced her to like the home sewing indie oh, really? pattern yeah, um, world, but she didn't really know about like, and um, she, I think, 
she's always sewn for herself, but like there was one point where she started like sewing more, and I think like she sort of you Trying know sewing is her job, yeah. right? So like I totally would un- understand. Is she there all the time, full time, doing mm-hmm. that stuff? No. Okay. Um, but she started sewing more for herself, and it's been like really fun. We like come into, and she's like, "Look what I made!" Like, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. I'll come in and show her like what I've made, and like she's super supportive, and yeah, yeah. it's been really fun. I, I've even noticed in the few years you've been doing this, like the 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 stuff you've made for yourself is like getting fancier over time. Mm-hmm. It's just really funny. It's just like, oh, she made this thing that looks good on her, but like would never look good on anybody else because like they don't look like her. And then there's like, now you're just like, oh, that's definitely made exactly for her. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's interesting the and way. And I feel like I'm like, still like, my sister is amazing. So she's, does she make a lot of her own clothes? She makes all of her own all clothes. All of her own now. clothes. Um, she's incredible. And she was awesome too. Like right when it, when I first got my machine, I think I like made one thing and she lives in Boston and um, I made one stupid thing that didn't, like, I, you know, I think I just cut it up recently and turned yeah. it into masks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there's a free, like, jumpsuit pattern. That, and I, again, it was sort of like, I, I was like, I'm interested in this pattern. I have no way, I don't know the language. Because, like, there's the fabric, for fabric, there's, like, a, you know, I ended up listening to podcasts. I was going to ask if there was a podcast element, this, too. She, My sister was like, listen to this podcast. And it was this it was the first podcast I ever listened to. Nerdy home sewer. Just talk. It's, it's getting the lingo in your ear. Love to sew. Yeah. And they're right. so educational. And then. Even if you don't understand everything at first, you like kind of. Kept, it's like reading magazines about a subject you're into. It's just like, oh, you just pick up stuff just from little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. And the pet, like the first time I did a pattern, I didn't know. Like, you know, there's all this. There are symbols that are like a language. It's like a map or something. Right. Like that. Like once you know how to read a map, you know what the symbols mean. And sure. it's the same for a pattern. Like, you know, there's like there's um little marks on all the on the seams that are supposed to like She's pointing about eight inches below her <laughs> armpit you know and they make this like it's like it's kind of like a fail safe because like you know you're not always a hundred percent accurate when you're yep. cutting out fabric so it helps you like um and like you know the back of a sleeve always yep. has two notches and the front always has one notch so like if you've got your pattern your piece of fabric that you've cut and you've like walked away from it for a week and you come back like that's like a universal thing oh to know which side is which yeah ah, it's like it's like keyed so that you can't and screw it helps it up. you yeah i mean you still screw it up for sure like yeah. but it helps You're like, you which is the left and which is the right yeah. is this inside out shoot <laughs> And sometimes it's like, you know, that's the worst is when you're like coming along and you're like, these notches are supposed to match up. And you're like, but they're not. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to put it together anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you're like, oh, it's because I was putting the wrong pieces. Do you pull it apart together. at that oh, point? Yes. I hate that, though. But so, OK, the first time you had this shirt, you got you and uh, what's his name had it all laid out on the kitchen table. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is it hard to know exactly where to start? And then what, sure. you get like halfway in and you're like, oh, I should have done those first things completely differently. I could have done that so much better and this would have fit better. Oh, my God. Well, and like, you know, there's well, that famous that scene know, in the Cosby show where she makes the ja- the shirt for Theo. I barely remember this. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Denise, his older sister is like, oh, you don't have to spend like $400 on that shirt. Like, I can make you that shirt. She makes the shirt and it's like one arm's way too short. One's long. It's all cockeyed sitting on him. It's like one of like the moments of the Cosby show is it it like this thing about this shirt. Yep. But like, it's got to be like that a little bit, right? Where you finish sometimes and you're like, oh, that's not quite right. Well, it's just like the first few times it's like you read the instructions and like you just don't know. Like you've never closed when you, they're just pieces look very different than they do once they're closed. Yeah. So now like after the experience that you get at some point, you like, you know, which pieces and how and what they visualize, mean. Yeah. Yeah, but my sister drew, we picked out this pattern. We both decided we were going to make it. She told me which fabric to buy, and she drove up here. She brought her sewing machine. We set up on the kitchen table, and we sewed. My God, it sounds like the nerdiest thing ever. I love it. It was like a whole weekend, and (laughs) she was so awesome, and, like, she taught me, like, how to do it. It was, like, the first, like, real, like, garment that actually fit that I made. And, like, little things, like, you know, she's like, okay, like, we are short. This person drafts this pattern for a person who is five seven. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and like you know, she's like, before I even like, I don't even like pretend I'm gonna like immediately. I measure the inseam on the pattern. I measure my inseam, and I chop four or five inches off of this sure. pattern, and then you blend the lines back together. And so, 
Right. And it's like, I, if I had done that myself, I would have first made this jumpsuit and been surprised when it was like six inches too long. Because I wouldn't have like thought of doing that. Now I know, like always, to like check those little things. Sure. And she, I think that was like the first time I had this massive like, you know, I broke a, I bent a needle and like the machine like shut down. I had to like open everything up and like get and, you know, I think if it had happened to me alone, I would have like paralyzed and given up. But and my sister's like sewing on her machine and like this happens to my machine. I was like, what do I do? And she's like. Get your manual. She didn't even help Figure me, but her just being like, "Get your manual," and her sitting there, like, yeah, yeah, made all the difference. Do you te- do you think that you have a do you have a three D sort of technical mind that way normally? Um, or would you have thought you did before sewing came into the picture? Yeah, probably because of like, I mean, you know, like I, taking things I, apart I and fixing them to dance, but like, yeah, you know, there's something about like, yeah, the three dimensionality of it. And even like the way, I don't know, the fabric, different fabric moves through the machine and stuff. Yeah. Like if, you know, I feel like my dance skills have somehow transferred to sewing. Sure. Which yeah. Yeah. Is weird. Yeah. Did you ever pull out some dress or gown from your closet that you've gotten over the years? Like some really nice thing that got given to you or something where you go, wow, this is really well done. Yes. Like you can understand now why. I know. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, Laura Halzak, um, always buys like very high-end clothes and um she had this dress that i was like oh my god and like i loved it It was like a shirt dress like a button-down collared shirt dress and had these spectacular huge pockets and i was like i've made i have this pattern i have a pattern from one of these indie patterns that's essentially this dress and i just i'm just gonna add these giant pockets like so i measured the pockets and i was sort of looking over the garment and like making and i was like oh my gosh this is so well made. Just the like, quality of the and stitching like, and everything. So yeah. the and even like, you know, inside I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm unbuttoning my dress for Bill right now. Yeah. Um, like you know, so oh, that yeah, yeah, the yeah. way this is called a flat felled seam. Okay. Um, and like there's no raw edges, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's like this is the kind of seam that gets used in like a men's shirt. Um, like a button collar. I'm wearing a shirt dress right now that looks like a man's By the way, I'm, I'm always a fan of shirt dresses. I think more women should wear them because I think they always look good. They're pretty they cute, right? They almost always look good. And I don't understand why a lot of women aren't into them. Especially like the, the, like the khaki sort of preppy kind of looking ones. Like it totally works all the time. Have you seen the one that I made with the big pockets? I don't know that I have. We'll have to do you want to show and tell? <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know what? Let's do it at the end because then we'll I can cut it. I'll splice it in. The, but I mean, is that... Yeah. So, so, do you- but like, so there's like a there. So, like inside, lots of sort of cheap, ready-to-wear garments. The edges of the fabric are surged with all those threads, yep. right? This is a higher-end finish. Like a flat felt seam is a higher-end finish. Yeah. A really high-end finish is like it's like Hong Kong bound seams. They're called. So, like the edges, every edge of fabric. So you've got a seam. You sew it. Yep. And then you press it open. So the inside, you've got the raw edges of the fabric. And then you sew again, like a tiny piece of bias tape, it's called, along the edge. You sew the bias tape and then you like fold and fold the bias tape over and sew that close. So it's got like, it's like this bound and it's very pretty. You know, there are some home stores who do these like gorgeous, like the inside of the garment is as beautiful as the outside of the garment. And yeah, so I was like looking inside this garment. I was like, oh, like there's a you know not only is this like designer but yeah. it's also incredibly well made which is right. cool to know now like now I know yeah. you know what's funny about it is that you know the 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 items that are incredibly well made that people spend a lot of money on a lot of the people who buy them don't wear them that much because they have a lot of money and they buy a lot of that kind of stuff and they don't wear the individual things they have all that much no. where you know you and I could spend you know like I the shoes that I bought that I was using my example that I bought for my wedding are $450 shoes because they're made of 75 different pieces and they're made in America and they're, you know, all. And somebody was actually paid a living wage to Exactly. Make them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Which, and they're fine. And they're beautiful and they will last me 20 years if I take care of them. And it's fine. Like you spend that kind of money, but like, I know there's probably a lot of business people who have 30 pairs of shoes that cost 500 or a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? That they just wear to work every day. And they don't even think about it. Yeah, and where you this don't is even like my need, one fancy. It's pair interesting. Of shoes. It's such an interesting thing because there's a lot of overlap. I feel like in the home sewing community, like people who do it, like the so. What's your the motivation? Like, is it is it to um, 
make clothes that fit you really well. Right. Um, that's make like clothes one. that are better quality than you can afford. Make clothes that are better quality than you can afford. And then there's a lot of people who I think are like sort of like, you know, it's be, you know, it's a human rights thing. It's a sure. I don't want to spend my money on things that are exploiting people. But, but what, then, what about the flip side of like, well, those people wouldn't have jobs if, you know, there's people who would say that's what a lot of the economies of these countries are. Yeah. I mean, I think that we should all probably buy less clothes and make yeah. our make our clothes be higher quality well, so think, that they do last longer. I mean, because right now we buy clothes that we throw away. Yeah, that drives me crazy. Made they are. And then there's like, I think there's a big overlap of like um, people who are trying to sort of be, you know, less consumery, right? Sure. And so, like, they're trying to, but it's hard. It's like there are so many steps along the way that you can cause damage to people sure. or to even the if you're trying to build like, clothes on an eco fabric sort of thing. Yeah. can be exploiting people and yeah. can be exploiting the environment and yeah. like to buy so to buy buying new and then the way you cut out the garment like you can waste a the efficiency lot of, of your of your patterns yeah yeah um so especially you, if you people want them can to go really them. deep into this and you sure. know some people only buy you know used stuff or recycled stuff but then it's like you know, or you can go, sometimes it's like, oh, if you want to buy cheap fabric, you can go to a thrift store and find, like, a really, like, large-sized thing and cut it up and reuse it. But, you know, then there's, like, a community of people, like, you know, bigger-bodied people who sometimes, like, that's the best way for them to find clothes is to buy these big clothes. So, like, is it is it um, ethical for me, this tiny sure. person, to go buy this sort of nice, cheap Sure. large clothing item from a thrift store and cut it down and make it something for myself where like you could, you could go down the rabbit oh, hole there's so many. somebody's gonna get mad at you no matter what you do but it's really interesting because i feel like i've learned a lot about sort of like um environmentalism about body positivity sure. about social justice yeah. and equality like the sewing the home sewing community is like is very thoughtful about yeah, I'd imagine the impact that, that you're making on home sewing probably has a like you know we were or saying the home how sewing Instagram community, which might be like a very specific a small yeah. tiny window of the home yeah. sewing community in, at large. But I mean, even as you were saying about all of us have a hard time fitting things. I mean, people who are bigger that like it's very difficult for them to find clothes that fit them well. And it's a lot of very times. difficult for them to find patterns that are made big enough for them. Too. Yeah, like the the. This home sewing sort of like indie pattern community is just um, starting to, I think, be very more, more and more inclusive in sure. their um, their sizing range for those patterns. And so I can get some pants made with big enough calves. Is that what you're telling you me? Have, well, uh, there's a full calf adjustment. That's a standard. <laughs> I've had to do it. You know, I've got big calves. For I my know. Frame too. It's it's a. Uh... It's such a strange thing because, like, I think about clothes a lot more than I used to in the sense I've never been a big clothes hound, but I'd rather yeah, buy... I don't think of you as a pet fashion pate necessarily. No, like, I mean, if, if you put me in a tux and I look really good, I think I look good, but, like, I, I don't I don't care enough, right? Mm -hmm. And part of it is, like, I never You're wanted to... you sloppy, though. No, I never wanted to spend that kind of money, mm -hmm. you know, both from a... And not, not that I would want to buy cheap clothes, I just... The whole idea is like, I, I want to look neat, but I don't, I'm not trying to make a statement with my clothes. That mm -hmm. was never my goal, you know, mm -hmm. where I think for a lot of people, that is a big part of it. I personally have never, I was discussing this with somebody the other day. What was I talking about? Oh, I was talking to my therapist about this. And I, I was just saying how people who are very different around other people than they are around their closest friends creep me out a little bit. Because I think if you meet me, even if I didn't, I've known you for 14 years. If I met you and this is the first time we talked, we'd be having pretty much, I would be the same towards you as I am now, having known you for a long time. What does that say about you, though? That's just like that, because you're very sure about I, I guess. Are. I just don't need, I don't need a filter. I'm not worried about, I'm not scared of people knowing the real me. I feel like it's it's odd. That's so nice. <laughs> I, I think that it's a positive aspect of, of me. But like, anyway. The clothing thing. So, yeah, the clothing thing was never like, I'm not trying to put on airs. Like, I'll look good if I need to look good, but that's not where I'm putting my weight and my energy. Um, it's funny, actually. Like, I feel like something that happened, like, there's a, it's like when I was first learning to sew, it's like, there's so many options and you're like, kind of like, I want to make this cool, like, fun thing. And then I was, then I kind of went through a period where I was like, you know what, actually, 
what I want to wear is like a plain t-shirt. Utilitarian and like a clothes. Plain, and like nice, nice, but like nothing, like just a plain, like solid color that fits well. Yep. It's like what I want. And I was sort of like, oh, I should make that. Because actually, like, I have a lot, I actually have a lot of trouble going into a store and spending, you know, 20, even 20 bucks, which is like less than it's worth, on like a really nice plain black t shirt. Right. I like, I'll be like, this is so nice and it fits so well, but should I spend the money on it? Um, yeah. And, Whenever I bought, would buy, end up buying one of those sort of like very plain items of clothing, it'd be the thing that I would wear, you know, once sure. or every time it came out of the laundry, it's like the first thing I put on. Yep. Um, so that was like a realization that like I can buy really nice, plain fabric. And like, you know, I found a t-shirt pattern that I love and I have four or five of them that I've made and they're like the solid colors they're nothing fancy you probably don't even know that i made them yep it and they're my favorites i sometimes i wonder with the modern clothing thing there's like a company that i bought a tailor stitch i ended up buying a lot of stuff like instagram ad companies you know where you go and it's like you put your measurements in or something or well not even that far but it's just sort of like you know where they they sort of um we're going to make this shirt in this fabric. You can buy it now for like $70 or early. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or you can wait, you know, and buy it for 140 later. But if you pre-order it, you'll get it in a few months when we've actually made them. But I bought a f- bunch of shirts and some pants from them and everything. And it's like, well, the pants fit me really well. Yeah. And they seem well made. And it, to me, I feel like, oh, this is like a step up from stuff that I would buy in like a mid-range store in town. Maybe it's the same exact thing, and maybe underneath it's all the same company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. deep down underneath, but like in some weird way, I feel like um, pushing towards like the, the better, smaller way. Yeah. But that's but it's also where commercialism is taking it to be like, you know, the big companies are acting like they're smaller companies. Know. You know, there's all that kind of BS. Yeah, it's kind of infuriating. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, because I think if you like want to be mindful and ethical, like it's like. It takes a lot of research, and then it becomes like this weird privilege thing to be able to be ethical in buying these things, like you, because you have to have like the time to like figure it out and do the research, and it's easy to get it wrong, and yeah. like, yeah. So what's the next? What is the what is the big ending? Is it have you started making your own patterns yet? Because that's like the no. obvious thing, right? Yeah. Um. Is it obvious? I don't know. Is that not the move that people make? Or is that, at that point, you're no longer a home sewer. You're a blah, 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 blah. No, I think that, like, I mean, I've definitely, I've done a lot of, like, mashing patterns up together. I have not done making a pattern Like, bottom scratch. of this and top of that kind of thing? Yeah, that, or, like, like I said, that one dress that I like, I, I sort of, I have a t-shirt that has, like, a V that's, like, the ni- a nice depth. Sure. So I, like, made the neckline of that dress sort of, I modeled it after that T-shirt. And sure. then there's a tank top that has a great sort of racer back. Um, so I made the back of that dress. So that dress is, like, my now my masterpiece in terms of mash pattern mashups. Um, I, w- I think for me, like, the next thing is to, like, get better at fitting, which okay. kind of would involve, I think, getting a... Um, a dress form that's actually oh, me. You, I was going to ask you about that. Do you have a dress form at all? I don't. So you can get custom ones made that are like basically like they scan your body and it gives you a, you can. a dress form? Um, you can also just like buy a dress form and sort of like pad it out to your measurements. Yeah, like the old school ones actually had like cranks and things you can like, they, they move. And then you can put like padding on it too yeah. to make it more but like. But I don't think I've ever seen a dress form that was your size. They always no, seem they more. Are. There are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, I would get one. What you do is sort of get one smaller than you, so that you can pat it out. Pat up, because yeah. also because like your body doesn't stay the same. Sure. Over the months or the years, so yeah. like that's one of the disadvantages of doing one of those custom made dress forms. Is like if you if you gain weight or or size or measurement, yeah. um, you could pat it out. But if you ever lose weight. Right. Which probably is unlikely for You're me. You're not right? going to get much smaller than you I'm are now. I'm not going to get much smaller than I am now. Although, like when I quit dancing, if I lose some muscle mass or something, sure. like I'm there's like uh, there's a small chance, you know. If you lose muscle mass, you're going to gain a little something else. It's going to be okay. <laughs> 
but you know, like the 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 problem with investing in one of those ones that's really custom is just that your body doesn't stay the same. Sure. Um, so, especially if you got um, smaller, like that would I guess that wouldn't be that big of a problem. I don't know, but you can you can. Um, there are some companies that you can. Um, take your measurements, maybe take some pictures, and they make a pattern. Okay. And then you end up sewing your the body. custom pattern. Yeah. Um, and then stuffing it. Oh, 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 I see. You make, okay, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the times that you've made stuff, because I know you've made stuff for, say, Molly and other people, who was uh, episode two or three of this podcast, actually, our friend Molly. And then she interviewed you for an episode. She did, yes. That's true. Molly's got such a good radio voice. Oh, she's great. In fact, <laughs> I, we got to do another episode, she and I. Um, Holy crap, my phone is exploding. Who is it? Somebody got to get? No. <laughs> uh, th- th- when you make something for them, let's say Molly comes over, she tries on whatever you made her, and you're like, eh, it's a little too big and underneath the armpits or whatever. Will you then say, no, give it back to me and I'm going to go make revisions. Yep. And at that point, you're kind of pulling it, that part apart. To then go a little tighter can, or whatever. Yeah, and that's something that's something that I'm not super good at. So, like, for the most part, I'm trying to make things for people that are not super fitted. Sure. Um, but, like, so I did make... More forgiving, I think is yeah, the term. <laughs> yeah, well, and, like, you know, there are some clothes that, like, they aren't, like, you know, there are clothes that have, like, princess seams, which is the seam that sort of goes down your the bust. Sure. Like, that is a a steam that is in incredibly fitted garments because it's very um, versatile. So you can really, you can change it so oh, much see, yeah. to make it all the way down. You can fit all the way down to a woman's breasts. And yeah. stuff, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like that's like th- those kinds of garments, it would be really a challenge. Like that's an extremely good tailor who do- builds those kind of garments for somebody that isn't themselves really, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like this dress, this Pharaoh dress that I talked about that, um, We've decided it looks good on everybody. It's because it's kind of an A-line swing like thing, so it doesn't have any fitting at all. It doesn't have a bust start or anything. Sure. Although, like we, I made, I made, I have a group of girlfriends, you know, in Brooklyn, and I made, I made them all one basically sure. one summer, and um, you know, I have so now I have that pattern cut out in like four or five different sizes. Right. Um, and one of our friends, so interesting, like. You know, she doesn't look like, like to me, like all of them, like their bodies, like they're unique, but they're not that crazy different, right? And there's just something about like her proportions that it was like it looked all kind of like funny on her. And I, it was like one of the first things I've ever, I've ever done something like this. I put so I added, I unpicked the side seam and I added a, a bust start um, to the dress. It's the tiniest addition. This dress doesn't have a bust start in the like um pattern in the original pattern it made such a difference and really? it looked so much better on her it and so was now you're crazy. just like oh i know how to do bus starts. kind of not really i didn't i mean i barely knew what i was doing i feel like every time something like that happens i just feel like i got lucky but <laughs> yeah but that's how you learn right yeah. you just keep messing around until you hit a wall and you figure out a solution and now you have a new thing to put in your and toolbox i think it's like it's like the I've I've approached this always as like it's like fun and like it's not serious and I've been really lucky that I've managed to find ways to access fabric that isn't super expensive and I don't feel very precious yeah. about um, and like getting this fat the fabric from Fab Scrap that's sort of like would have ended up in a landfill anyway like sure. just makes me feel like able to experiment a little bit. Um, and you know then it's just kind of fun it's like it might not work out and that's okay that's okay and that's interesting and um yeah i like like i i like i think i like ma- like you know gardening it's like the precursor to this hobby and um it's like something that i can do with my time and you end up with like a something at the end of it you know yeah. like um yeah a tomato and, and cucumber with, salad or a dress and ending up with clothes at the end is really fun like i like clothes you know but like so then you know i try i've tried to like kind of like not shop as much since i've been sewing and you know i'd be curious Evan and I talked about this a few times. We should actually do it eventually, like sort of see how much money I used to spend on clothes and 
it's hard to make a direct comparison because I spend money on fabric and sure whatever. Um, but like, I do think I did. You spend a lot of money on clothes before? Not a ton. I probably spent a ton. Most, you know, a lot of money on like clothes that I dance in. Sure. Um, That's know. like me saying I spent a lot of money on cameras. Well, I needed cameras. You know. Yeah, but now I'm making a lot of my dance clothes. Right. I can't make cameras. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, you could probably. So when are we going? I wouldn't put to, it past you. It's true. <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually saying to somebody the other day how I, it's like I wrote a, I wrote a pop song recently, and I I was looking for somebody to write horn charts for it. It's like I can write horn charts, but I want to see if I wanted to, in the same way that you bought the crappy uh, fabric, and you were just messing around with it, and it's like if it came out bad, you could just throw it out. I was like, I haven't written a song in a long time. Let me sit down and do something and let's see how it comes out. And I'm going to do something I normally don't do, which is collaborate with somebody else, other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to send it around to people. So I'm going to send it to this guy to have a bass line. I'm going to send it to this guy, this friend of mine to do some background vocals, this woman. And it's going to be this thing. And I sent it to one guy who I know who's a bass player. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I can I can try some horn charts with, uh, I, you know, I play a little trombone. I was like, okay, just for fun. Here, I'll send it to him. And he sent me this thing back yesterday. And they were horn parts I never would have thought of, and they kind of make the song so far. And I That's was like, "That's so cool." It's sometimes you know what I mean. You, you so sometimes that sort of chance thing that is a throwaway. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, there's nothing waiting. It ends up becoming something really amazing. Anyway, I did the song, and I've been writing a screenplay, and I've been doing the podcast, and I've been doing my Broadway photos. And the person I was talking to was like, "Is there anything you don't do?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Things. Let me start dancing. <laughs> Don't make cameras. Don't make cameras. You could s- learn to dance, though. Yeah, I want to learn how to draw. Then I'll learn how to dance. Oh, interesting. I can't draw to save my life. I can't draw anything. Me I'm neither. terrible. No way. Isn't that weird? You ever see the people who could just like sketch Have something that's McGinley photorealistic? Draw? Yeah, she's pretty yeah. good. And Alex? Have you seen Alex? Alex, yeah, yeah, too. Talented people. I know. I'm sick of these talented people. Makers. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to do more uh, more sewing when you retire eventually? I don't know, you know? It was You make I don't baby think clothes so. for friends kids? Yes. Yeah, that's fun cuz it's little. Yeah. And like I also feel like they grow out of it. I don't feel like I need to make it good. Kids are very forgiving. I like making things for kids. Yeah. I like making things for Rob too. He'll wear anything I make him. Really? Mhm. <laughs> oh, and uh, how did you make uh, the sash for Emmy? Um I went with my mom to the sewing studio Aww. in Florida. Um, they have a great bridal department. And my mom's just smart. Like, she just knows how to do things. So even, like, little... So we got a beautiful silk ribbon. Um, and then we got, like, a utilitarian Rogaine or, like... I don't know how... You know what I'm talking about? Kind of thick, like, ribbed ribbon. Okay. Um, and my mom was like, you're going to layer this with the silk ribbon to give it like structure because otherwise like a, a soft silk ribbon if you yeah. tie it on your waist it's just gonna like fold up yep 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 um and we got found this fabric that sort of was like netting with like these little like winding vines on it because Emmy's thing was she kind of didn't want something with like sequins and glitzy stuff. yeah but doesn't it have sequins and glitzy it stuff on it it has stones it does have a glitzy one glitzy thing but I think for whatever reason, it, like, was okay with her. It worked, yeah. Um, I've seen the picture. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm super happy with how it turned out. I thought it was going to be... I'm not... I don't like hand sewing. And it was all... Like, I think making something like that, it's important to hand sew because hand sewing, you can more easily sort of hide the stitches that sure. you're making. But luckily, it... it I did hand sew the whole thing. And luckily, you had time on your hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was actually... It turned out to be much less... Much more forgiving than I expected it. To be and so I cut out one little line of this little this little vine and the fabric was pretty forgiving and easy. I pinned it on, I hand sewed it, and then we I had that little applique. Yeah. Hand sewed it on. And it came out it was perfect. Super easy. Yeah. And next week she's gonna wear it to get married. I can't believe it's already. I know, time. little baby. She's such a little baby. And it looks so pretty. I'm I know. so proud of it. And she <laughs> sent me. Did you see the flowers she sent me? No. She sent me this giant bouquet of flowers. Aw, she's such a sweetheart. I know. Uh, Hi, Emmy. Hi, Um, Emmy. (laughs) uh, Happy wedding! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, You got anything that I forgot? About sewing? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, you know. Got anything about dance that I forgot? (laughs) I wish we could dance. It's funny that uh, even when I was taking the Taylor pictures last year, 
you were just like, I'm just going to bring in three or four uh, uh, leotards that I made. Malin was wearing one of those leotards yeah. today in class. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, but it, like, it was just like, oh, we're going to add a whole other level to this photo shoot by having stuff made by one of the subjects. Yeah. It was amazing. Now it's like, you know, yeah, I like wearing the things that I made, even like when they're kind of crappy. Yeah, you I, made it. Yeah, they make me I, feel good. I totally get that. Yeah. All right, well, let's get inside before we, get, we melt. into puddles. Oh, God, it's so disgusting right now. It's actually not that bad. It's better than yesterday, right? It is, but I'm still like, when we go inside the air conditioning, it's going to be a relief. Yeah, it's true. Uh, all right, thank you, Ryan. We will uh, we'll get back, and we'll talk to you soon about dance one of these days. <laughs> eh. Bum, 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 bum,